More than other healthcare professions, physician assistants depend upon the voice of their associations because so many people do not understand the scope of the physician assistant and the role they play as a healthcare provider. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, your host, and with me today is Charlene Morris. Charlene is a past president of the Association of Family Practice Physician Assistants, and she will discuss how physician assistants can get involved and become leaders individually and with organizations. Hi, Charlene. Welcome to ReachMD. Thank you very much. Charlene, as a past president of the Association of Family Practice Physician Assistants, what inspired you to pursue a leadership role? Well, Lisa, first of all, I think that I have been a volunteer most of my life, and it's been one of those things where you see a need, you try to fill that need. I was at a family practice PA meeting, the first one, and I saw President Judy Culver very stressed out, and I asked if I could help her. From there, that eventually came to be where I was invited to be treasurer and eventually run for president. It was a natural progression for me. It was where I could make a difference and also contribute to my organization and my specialty. I often hear people say, I would love to get involved, but I just don't have the time. What is the time commitment to volunteer? One thing I've often said is that busy is a four-letter word, and most of us are busy. We've got our commitments in our family, in our community, and whatnot. Volunteering is just one aspect of that that we really need to consider pursuing simply because it helps our organizations continue. We need the people that are involved. Otherwise, we may not have that organization's strength. And it's one of those things where we make the decision. We can do very discrete things such as come to a sports physical day for the local school or just presenting at job fair night at the local high school, at our community centers, senior center, churches or synagogue, giving a talk on senior health care concerns or women's health care concerns. There's usually a free clinic now in most communities and they just absolutely love to have volunteers. All of these are resources that would just love to have us involved. How do you choose which organization to work with? Well, it sort of comes down to where your heart is, where your love is. For example, I'm in family medicine. However, one of my favorite parts is working with the children, the pediatrics and adolescents. So I find myself often writing about adolescent topics or speaking with high school groups or speaking with the patients that come in with me and trying to also get them interested in our profession because these folks are the ones that are going to be taking care of us when we get old. And when is a good time for a PA to get involved? Well, you can observe and jump into any area of interest. I've heard that young is gold and the old is silver. However, sometimes that image of desirability isn't actuality. You've got work ethic, you've got experience and desire, both with the brand new people that have the energy and the abilities and also with the people that perhaps are older in the profession and their family has grown up and now they have the time to give back to the profession, do things within the volunteer scope. So either is acceptable and both can really give a lot to the profession and they can also be complementary. The young people do need some sort of guidance in how they go in their profession, where some of us that are older really need to also see the brighter side and what the new people are coming out with and update ourselves. 
I think it's a little intimidating for a new PA. Most of the organizations have experienced PAs that have been working in the field for a long time, and a new PA sometimes might be a little intimidated. How should they handle that? Well, hopefully it's the people that are working there for a long time. I really try personally to look for the people that are coming up and saying, oh, that's really interesting what you did. Is there something I can do to help? As you probably know, when you are a volunteer, most of the reason you are a volunteer is somebody came up and asked you to do something. So we should all be vigilant to those people who have abilities and desire to help because they're the ones that are going to be helping us. We need to identify them. So let's talk about skill sets that might fit better for some PAs and and organizations. Are there certain skill sets that people possess that might they might be a better fit for a national organization such as the AAPA or the NCCPA, or maybe they do better volunteering locally? How can they streamline their thought process to help them make a decision about where to start? Well, the old adage that you can't have it all is not necessarily true. When you talk about the NCCPA, they're currently looking for people to write questions for our national exam. And if you like to write, if you like to research and find out what's new on the horizon and how to write the questions, that might be a perfect fit for you. You also get to go in with other people who are learning this new skill. Beyond that, if you like to speak, sometimes getting up there and in front of more than one person at a time. We all go into exam rooms and talk with our patients. It's not that much different with talking with two to five to a hundred people, believe it or not, as long as you're comfortable with your topic and you're also articulate and able to get up there and speak with these people. Those are all skills that you can develop also. You may not be good for the first time, and you also may have a problem with one talk where the AV goes out and you say, oh, my gosh, what do I do now? There's always someone there to help you out, though, and it's just going on and doing it again until you're very comfortable. Tell us how to juggle job responsibilities, outside commitments, family, and volunteering for organizations. Well, the truth of the matter is it also takes a family to be involved. There was a meeting at AAPA a couple of years ago that I took my family, and before long my daughter was helping to go get T-shirts with my husband while other people manned the booth at the exhibit hall. My son was covering the surgical PA group while they had to take a long-awaited break. It's always one of those things where there's something for everybody to do, and you can most certainly do it if you have the desire, and it's also so gratifying to you when you do it not to mention the fact that you already are somewhat centered. We know who we are as EAs. We know that we're there to help people. So when you know what's important and what you believe, volunteering is just an extension of that. Conversely, when you do perhaps too much, there's always the problem with possible burnout or overextension. At that point, you might want to back away from the group, or if the group's philosophy has changed such that it no longer seems to be a fit, it's not really a dishonor to just say, okay, I need to back away right now. Find one that fits more with your personality and with your philosophy. Finding an organization that reflects who you are. Are there any situations where there's financial incentive involved? For speaking, there often is financial incentive. Most of the time, the only incentive is a pat on the back and the satisfaction of a job well done and also the growth of your particular group. 
Again, when you speak, it depends upon where you go. They'll usually pay your travel to the place, your speech, as well as, you know, your meals and hotel. I've given talks for a lunch. I've given talks for free. It's one of those things that that's not the reason you're there. Your reason for being there is to share what you know and to share what you do. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and I'm speaking with Charlene Morris, past president of the Association of Family Practice Physician Assistants and a leader and PA advocate. We are discussing how to get involved with a PA organization. So Charlene, let's talk about what the jobs are like once you get there. Now, someone who's never volunteered before and they're reading their journal and they see all these positions of the board of directors and council members and committee members, can we break down the different positions and what they mean? And let's start with what does it mean to be on a committee? Committee is where you get together and you have one common goal. For example, a continuing medical education committee. That's where you'll examine what are the topics that people want to hear and also what we need to hear, the main reason being that we have to recertify every six years and keep our education up to date. In that regard, you'd look at the different speakers, the different topics, and pick and choose one for your particular meeting. The other aspects are when you're doing election committees. You look at the different candidates and try to pick that nominee that would be greatly reflecting what you believe philosophically will be advantageous to your organization. The problem there gets where you have two terrific nominees and you personally don't know who to choose. And that's where the beauty of a large group comes in. They ultimately make the decision. So the committee does the work but the group actually makes the ultimate decisions. What about a council? The councils, again, are more of a formal method of governorship within the professions. You have the professional practice council where you figure out what should be done and how we do it, what our philosophies and how our practices should be done. It's really just an extension of committee work, but perhaps a little bit more specific and formal. All right, so let's talk about the board of directors. What are the job responsibilities, and who is a good fit for secretary? Probably whoever wants to be secretary often. For example, most places that are small, your secretary is going to be taking minutes and writing down your meeting ideas and generate them to the group for feedback. Treasurers would, of course, keep track of all the financial aspects of the group, Vice president is sort of an in-between person. They advocate for the president as well as the group. It's a meeting of ideas and the different people in the group. Again, you may have some dissent in there, for example, and even discord, but ultimately it's a group that hopefully will work for the common good of the entire organization. What about the director at large? Directors at large, theirs is more of an advisory position for your entire group. They help add balance to the entire board of directors. Okay, and you're either president-elect, president, or immediate past president. What are the different roles? When you're president-elect, the ideal is to be watching what the president does to find out in what direction your organization is going. 
as a president, although it sounds like, oh boy, I'm the boss man now, it's really more of the ultimate servant because you're the one that facilitates what your group will do for your organization. Past presidents in the AAPA model are the chairman of the board, who also is somewhat of an emeritus position, oversees what is done, what has been done, and guides what may need to be done in the future. They're all integral to what the organization is doing, and again, sort of a check and balance system of the hierarchy in the board of directors. There's also a philosophy of whether you have a closed board of directors meeting or open meeting. I think that it's really important to have an open meeting for that aforementioned interested person to come in and say, oh, man, I could really do that. I could really be involved with this group and make a difference. Further, the closed meetings are where you get into more sensitive material. For example, is if there is a problem and you want to work through it as a closed group and perhaps even invite an outside facilitator to help you work through that. AAPA has a good resource for that. There's all sorts of organizations that also aid growing organizations for ways of devising future plans and ways to grow. If I'm interested in a position that I need to be nominated for, is it best for me to ask someone to nominate me or nominate myself, or does it make a difference? In AAPA, you can either self-nominate or be nominated. The nomination committee looks at those who have worked within the organization on various committees, although those interested who have been also involved in some capacity can self-nominate. There's Perhaps a little bit of difference between the two, but ultimately, again, the decision is the members when they get to voting time. Well, the PA profession needs all PAs to be involved to keep our profession moving forward. Where can PAs get more information? Most of us know someone that's volunteering in some capacity. I would say call them, watch them, go to the meetings, talk with the other PAs in your community. Go to the CME meetings that they have both nationally and locally. Beyond that, there's always books and, I'm sure, CDs on how to volunteer. The main thing is to realize that if we don't replace ourselves, we're not going to be able to continue. Also, when you do volunteer, you're taking the pressure off of someone who may have been doing it for a long time. I knew one young woman who was doing the CME program at the University of Kentucky for year after year after year. When people started volunteering, she said, oh, it's so much easier. And she found that sharing the load can be real good. There was an old Amish saying that many hands makes light work. On that note, thank you, Charlene, for coming on the show. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. And thanks for listening.